Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey everyone, this is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is Season 5 of Pero Let Me Tell You. Teenage dream, a fantasy, but was it yours or was it mine? Seventeen twenty-nine. Go write a documentary about it, Demi. Actually, Demi said she's not going to do any more documentaries. She said that until she, next week. She says that she thinks people are probably sick of her until next week. Well, <laughs> I guess we should start episode two eighteen. Two eighteen. How is everybody? Everybody. I think everybody's doing good. You know. Some Welcome are, to Pero Let Me Tell yes. You. Oh yeah, we should say that. Yeah. Episode two eighteen. Yeah. And as summer comes to a close, yes. we're still cool for the summer. Yes, we're all lesbians now. Well, <laughs> temporarily. Right. I know when I was a lesbian. Do you? Was that at that, I time, was, that little affair? I was a lesbian for about three and a half minutes. Oh yeah, and that was, and you were a lesbian. We too. were all we were all lesbians. That was in yeah. the twenty, I think nineteen uh, Grammys, Grammys, twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen yes, Grammys. That's true. When Dua Lipa uh, duetted Vincent. with Saint Vincent. If you guys haven't seen it, look it up. Duet. Do like, yourself look a it favor. Up. 28, I, I forget if it was twenty. But do it like in a place where you have privacy, just in case. Dua Lipa and St. Vincent Grammys. Um, Performance. She sang... Um, I couldn't a, even tell you what she sang. She it was sang just hot. One Kiss Is All It Takes. One Kiss. And then she, the other one sang um, St. Vincent's song. Okay, I'm not too familiar with St. Vincent's catalog. Um, but anyway... I'm it, not that Catholic. It was like, wow. Like... Yeah. Because I know you don't like full, full lesbian. I don't. And th- but, but this, this wasn't was... faux lesbianism because they weren't trying to be 
lesbianic. They were just like, you know, we're just going to be sexy on stage. Right. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Anyway, welcome to Pedro. <laughs> now that we got, you know, the lesbian talk out of, you know, welcome to Pedro. Let me tell you, everybody, how about, how, how, how was everybody's uh, week? Well, I think people are doing good. You know, summer's coming to a close, but long weekend coming up. Doesn't really mean anything in Miami, right? This is true, but long weekend is coming up, which is always nice. Labor Day it's weekend. Not, it's not this week. No, but, but, but people, people already are looking to the horizon. Yeah. You know, you know how that is going to be. Fin de semana largo. It's it could be three weeks away and people are already planning. So as we said, it'll be cool for the summer. God. <laughs> just don't you know have what? A, Actually, just don't have a melon that's cake. A, that's a that's a good first topic. Faux lesbianism? No. So <laughs> as some of you may or may not know, Demi Lovato, who I have a soft spot for. I love Demi you Lovato. You may have heard over the course um, of two hundred plus re- episodes. She really and she is going by the pronouns she her again. Yes. Um she released an album before you know we get that email, right? Yeah, exactly, guys. <laughs> before we get that, you know, comment. check yourselves. Right. She actually <laughs> is still. It's a they them she hers. She basically look. She's basically doing a play on what RuPaul once said, which is, "You can call me he, you can call me she, you can call me Regis or Kathy Lee, as long as you call me." Right. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> as only RuPaul comes yes. up with that. But she released in her album this week uh, that came out uh, a song called 29. Mm-hmm. And the chorus, as you heard me singing, yes. ta- you know, it talks about uh, uh, finally 29, uh, the, the yeah. age you were at the time. Right. And she says 17, 29, which is how old she was when her and Vil- uh, Wilmer Valderrama met. Mm-hmm. And, um, and um, you know, obviously the song talks about that experience like she's been very careful and not to name him or say anything about him in it in interviews uh mm. which people ask her about the song right um she, all she has said is the song speaks for itself right well clearly not uh, if they're asking well but you know <laughs> but obviously because they know it's about him right, right you know right. they want her to name drop because and, he's a celebrity and, if he, right, was, if he wasn't right, under right. the bus and all that so what do you think about her or you know anybody especially if you're a songwriter of people especially that are public Mm -hmm. writing material or sort of throwing them under the bus lyrically do we think that's okay do we think that's cool do do we think it's their honest truth is their authentic self or maybe they should have discretion because this is somebody else's life now you know and it's been some years i think it's a fine line i mean on the one hand taylor swift would have no career but on the other hand, you know, if it's a situation, I think where I don't know, I'll use a I'll use a very dated example, but you know, like if you're Tina Turner, right, and you're singing a song about surviving spousal abuse and things like that, I feel like that's something that was so public, it was so you know, there's there's a survivor story element to it, you know, that's one thing. Did Tina Turner ever release any songs about her? Not as singles as far as I know. The closest we ever got was when What's Love Got to Do With It, the movie came out. She released right. a song, um, I Don't Want to Fight. Right. But the thing is that because Tina, I believe Tina doesn't really write her music or or, or, or she co-writes right. it. And that song that's, I don't want to fight anymore. No right. Right. For letting go. right, but that's right. a very... That's General. a very pura right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. That's the closest we That's got. That's not really autobiographical. No, no, no. Yeah. Por eso That's the closest we got. But, but something like that, I would say, it's it, it falls under the heading of maybe like, quote unquote, okay, because we're talking about something that like everybody knows about. Both parties really have you know spoken out about it and and, and so on. But when it comes to things like this, where 
especially when we're talking about a situation like that where I, I correct me if I'm wrong, they didn't start dating, right? At that age. It was that it was that's when they met. Yes, but they started dating as soon as she turned eighteen. Right, but what I'm saying is, you know, so she was legal. so le- as far as the law is concerned, no laws were broken. But here's what happens when you write a song like that, you know, now Wilder Valderrama is at that, you know, at, at that pizza joint with Hillary Clinton and QAnon. Right. Well, it's funny because you know? in, in her second documentary, Simply Complicated, <laughs> she she does say that she talks about that and she says that they met at 17 mm-hmm. and that she had to have him and that she was like in love with him and that he was like no 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 you're 17 like you have to be 18 mm-hmm. so i i think that she's never like made an allegation of statutory rape okay right or or, or, I, or that he instigated right, or no. anything right i think that the, her angle from the song is mm-hmm. that now that she is 29 would she have done the same? Right. Sort of. It's like, okay, it's a 12-year age difference in a very significant time. Because it's not We're like... We're not talking 30 and 42. Right. Or 35 and 47, right? Right. right. Um, you're talking about, you're, you know, somebody who's... You're coming into your own. Barely an adult right. or just turned to an adult and somebody who's a lot more seasoned, who's already practically in their 30s. Um, so I think the song is more like, okay... Yes, technically, maybe I was legal when we started hooking up or whatever. But, like, was that really the right thing to do? Especially that you were older and you should have known mm-hmm. better and all that. I, it's yeah, but, funny. Once, but once you're 18, you're 18. I mean, I'm right, sorry. Like, right. I, 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 I always thought that them together, I didn't, I, I can't say I didn't like them together. Same. I thought they looked good together. You they, know, They kind of made sense in a weird way. Yeah. I always thought that was kind of weird because Wilmer Valderrama is like our age. I just never thought. I just never thought about how old Wilder, Wilmer was. Right, but Wilmer Valderrama is like our age, so I was like, I would never date, especially at thirty. Right, somebody right, who's right. eighteen because right. it's like you're. A kid. What do I have? No, what do I have to talk about? Right, but you're a kid. Like I, right, you know. Um, so I just saw it more from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean that. <laughs> That's really interesting. So, funny story, people. So, um, Tristan, my kid, you know, I've been playing that song on, well, Demi Lovato on repeat. So, Tristan tells me the other day, he's like, why is she singing a song about 1729? (laughs) Thinking about, like, the year, you know? And I'm like, well, it's not really about the year. It's just about, you know, how you grow up from 17 to 29. And then he says... Not a lie. Right. And now he said, when you were here, he said something like, what about a 14... 1492. 14... No. He goes, 1475. And I go, well, (laughs) if you're going to write about song 1475, (laughs) that's a whole other shtick. We do not want that song to happen, yeah. kids. That's that's a whole other no. story. That is for an episode of Dateline, is what that yeah, is. Yeah, it is. Yes, that, yeah. <laughs> yes. Too shit. That's not gonna end well. That, no, that's when that guy shows that's up. End well, and we don't, we don't, we don't support that song. No, that's when como se llama tipo Stone Phillips or whoever yeah. he shows up in your kitchen. No, yeah. no, 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 thank no, you. No, no. we're so, good. Yeah, we are good. Thank you very much. So there you go, uh, So I wanted to touch on something really quick. Um, Nothing we do is really quick. I know. We're like the podcast version of uh, Proud Mary. Um, so last week, as some of you may have heard, we talked about Ava Mendes and her sponges. Ah, I have fun <laughs> Ava Mendes. 
And by the way, people, we love, we love Ava Mendez. And I think it's fucking great that she has a sponge company. Like, why yes, not? We love Ava yeah, Mendez. Like, and not? I don't take back what I said of that. I, that Because some people gave us some shit. So yeah, yeah. we posted it on TikTok and we posted it on Instagram. Yeah. And some people gave us shit. We weren't laughing at her. It was surprising. Eva Mendez... You know, more power to her. She decided to take a break from her she from said to acting, raise her kids. To raise her kids. More power to her. You know, that's awesome. But I just thought it was like funny that this is what made her like go public again. Right. And right? Usually, it's not a it's not a uh, an insult to her. No, it's just that usually when you talk about celebrities, it's like a fragrance line. Right. Shoes. Right. Wigs. And, and also, you know? and I feel that Eva Mendez sort of walked away when she was at a at a high point of her career or like her career had enough momentum right that she could have she it could have gone even further it, like she made the decision to walk away right. she didn't it, walk it away was because like, bueno, right. Eva Mendes was a husband and making right. you know B uh, sci-fi movies movies right. and all this crap yeah. you know um, no she was like very much in demand, an in demand actress yeah. and she on her own terms and for her own reasons decided to scale it back so more power to her it wasn't an insult people like, yeah at all <laughs> at all and it's just, but what i what i love and this is something you know we, you and i had this conversation but but i got you know as we all know i work in marketing and a lot of times you know you'll have clients who will be like let's make this test so it goes viral and we have to create and i want my content to go viral and go viral i guarantee you people that when i posted that i did not expect eighteen thousand plus views and counting on tiktok mm-hmm I did not think Las Esponjas de Eva Mendes were, which should be a novela, were, were going to elicit such a response. Again, para que tú veas que you, you never know. Never the know. internet is a wild west. It is the wild west. Well, I mean, esponjas are a wonderful thing. And, and, and you know, let's talk about this for a minute. <laughs> so now we're going to talk about sponges? No, we're going to talk about Cuban Clean. Oh, yes. Yes, because Cuban clean really I think is a that's thing. That's also why she Cuban brings clean a credibility. Really is a thing. It is, it a, is thing. a thing. La señora que limpia mi, mi casa. When I when when she leaves and I come in, it smells like Clorox. Mira, and it's I have to tell you that you know I've done a significant amount of work of a uh, field work in Hialeah, mm-hmm. and you know we've gone to people's houses and all that, and it is. I mean, it's just not your tía. O tu mamá, o tu abuela, right. que bardean el piso y meten cubo. It's, that is a Cuban thing. Yeah. I don't know if like Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, and other Caribbean folk do it. They, maybe they do. No, I think they do because remember when we talked to Amara? She said que her and her mother every Saturday era Olympiad. Yeah. Right, so maybe it's a Caribbean thing. Yeah. But obviously we could speak from the angle of Cuban, right? Right. And and Cuban clean really is a. Th- I mean, it really, really is. Yeah. I mean, what's the saying? Uh, cleanliness is next God- to godliness. Yes, yeah. and it really is. Porque if your house doesn't smell like a mixture of mitolin or fabuloso with a touch of Clorox, it, is, it, is it clean? Is, is it clean? Is it? I is it clean? So. And let me tell you something. Let's be really honest here. <laughs> Let's be really honest because you know what? Are we ever anything but? But 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 you know what though? There's things that we do. Because of the culture, right? That that you know, if you dissect it externally and you you look at it from the outside looking in, you're like, okay, well, we do that because of the culture, not because it's really the the better alternative. It's just the culture, right? Okay, got it. Right, right. but let me tell you, and let's be honest, un suéfer no sirve para nada. Eso y miedo lo mismo. 
Right? Sorry. Because Sorry, we're not getting the sponsorship. W- because I've bought... I, I remember from Same. my office, I bought like the Swiffer, the one con el, the spray. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. because I'm like, I'm not going to try, I'll bring un cubo y una yeah, 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 yeah. you know, to clean the office, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yeah. Yes, a Swiffer, all that does is move the dust. It moves it That's to all the I corner. Did. I will say, I, no I, like, I like the Swiffer uh, duster. The Swiffer the duster, duster is okay. Yes, it's yes. okay. Yeah. But the, what we're talking about, the, like el, the nitty gritty. Yeah, right? Yeah. The nitty gritty. Eso no hace nada. Eso mueve el churro. Exactly. Mueve el churro. If you want clean, tú tienes que ver un palo, una valleta, and a bucket of water, and metolín or fabuloso. That is how you clean a house. That's how you clean a house. That is how you clean a house. Es verdad. <laughs> and if you really want to get into the nitty gritty, you have a designated broom mm-hmm. just to dunk in that shit and scrub no, up no, and no. down and the walls the of the bathtub. Tiene que ser eh, palo y valle, like well, a, yeah, yeah, like babadial. It has oh, to be the mop, the, the the mop with the little tendrils. That doesn't matter. It's not even banana. Yeah, the one with like the the no, long little things. No, you're dunking it back in dirty water. In dirty what water. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It really. Cuban clean really is a thing. And eso bueno, I told you, don't you remember like earlier Jan- in January, I was doing some field work with a canvas group and we were in an apartment building and the floor above us, the lady like threw out the, oh, yeah. the pail water yeah, yeah, yeah. and it missed me literally by like an inch. And I was like, when in Hialeah, yes. you expect you, to be thrown. You have to look up dirty pail water, and then you know it's bad because it smells good because it smells like. But it doesn't. But it doesn't. Yeah, you know. But yeah, I mean, una casa cubana. Tú no puedes comparar la limpieza de una casa cubana. Like, let's be honest. I know we think we're the shit, but una casa cubana. No, no, no. And and then and then there's the other thing you we sounded don't like do. your parents. But, but it's true. There's another thing we don't do. Limpiar los platos en la lava, en la oh, en my, dishwasher. No, my, no, dishwasher es una limpia. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Whoever loves their dishwasher. No. I use my dishwasher as a drying rack. No. I use the dishwasher like whenever. Or if I'm really tired and there's too much. Whenever you know, I've had like. Bueno, like Christmas dinner. Christmas dinner or something. You know, I do. Le paso una mano in the. In, in, in the. Fregadero. In the fregadero. Le paso una mano. And then I do put it in the dishwasher because it's like, okay, I'm not going to clean now, you know. 25 plates. 25 yeah. plates with 25 glass cups with right. 25 sets of cubierto. You know, okay. Okay, I'm going to take the hit on this one. Also, that's bullshit. Uh, like, before I put it in the dishwasher, I have to clean it first, right, too. Right. No, no, no. And you know what's like totally American? What have I saved? Totally American. Casen los americanos. This is not Cuban at all. When you have a double sink, that you put in hot water you get one side of the sink and you fill it with hot water and okay. then you put the dishwash liquid in there and you put the stuff to like soak. You soak right that's why in all these dishwashing commercials uh-huh. you see like the little image yeah, the yeah. little graphic right, right, right. of like whatever the pots the pans the grime in the, grime in the water like dissolving uh-huh. away it's like who does that that's that's I mean, i've never shit. done that Right, because that's American stuff. Right, because we, you know what we do with a double sink? If you don't have a dishwasher, that's where you put the you drying put, rack. Exactly. You're right. And the other side, <laughs> the other side of the sink. Yeah. No. Tú coge, tú coge un estropajo o un Brillo pad, what, depending on what you're cleaning. Right. Una esponja, and you get a pan molive. You go to town. And you scrub that shit. Yes, like, sir. A mano. A mano. Like, a mano. Like, like your ancestors are watching. Yes. A mano. <laughs> The dishwasher. And yeah, it's a drying rack. It's like, a drying rack. It's the most expensive it's a drying rack. One. Mira, yo, I use a dishwasher maybe four times a year, like once every quarter, every four, mm-hmm. every three months. Mm-hmm. 
you know, porque para que no coja peste, yeah, para que yeah, no, yeah. you know, but I don't use it. No, I just don't. No, no, no. But that's like a very American thing. Put things in the dishwasher. We'll run like, the load later. Yes. Wait, are you putting it in the dishwasher to actually wash it? Like, yeah, like <laughs> this is foreign to me. I don't know what's happening. Like, you're really washing your dishes in the dishwasher? Am I on a sitcom? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <am> I, yeah. <laughs> like what, what's going on here? <laughs> I, that to me, that's sitcom shit. You know? That's like, you know, that's like bunk beds and, in a garage and apartment. And that's like, to me, I don't know how you feel about this. To me, I know we have like the the vacuum mop, you know, vacuum sweeper. You know, you have a vacuum to sweep the floor. But oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, um, uh, una escoba is still better. Oh my god, it's so better. You know what I do? Escoba really gets into the corners. <laughs> Again, Mira, welcome, to, welcome me, to cleaning to, talk. To, to, me, let me tell you. to me, I use the escoba, and then what I do is I use the vacuum to to. Like that, after yeah. I have the pile, right? To you know, because so this I hate using the full disclosure. Load. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to admit something on our show right now. Okay. And if you're a listener who knows me personally, and I go to your house or whatever, <laughs> I just know that this is something that I do. You're going to look at this, right? Okay. Right. To me, there's nothing worse than to go to a house y ver los rodapie, you sucio. know, the baseboards, sucio. y los rodapie tan sucio. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. These people are not clean. Or to see a corner, to see a corner that has little <laughs> nicks and crannies and little things in the corner. The little, the, that, that one little spider web. The, that in little the corner. Dust bunny. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. Aquí no limpian como tienen que limpiar. <laughs> Aquí no limpian bien. No, no, I am that person. I'm There I've totally become my mother. There I, my nary, like it totally, <laughs> it totally takes over. It totally takes over. I'm like, hmm. Oh my god, no, I'm feeling like I have to go home and check my rollapies. My mom, till this day, till this day. So my mom always cleans the bathroom on Thursdays. This is why you've never seen my mom clean on the bathroom because oh, you usually, on Fridays. You usually go, would go to my house either yes. on a Friday or on a weekend. Yeah, yeah. So you would see her with the blow drying, blow yes, drying her yes, hair. Yes, yes, yes. But never because she would always clean it on Thursday. To this day, now my mom's retired, I'll call my parents on Thursday. Guess my mom. No, tu mamá todavía limpiando el baño. Mind you, my parents have one bathroom. <laughs> and there's only two of them. Yes. <laughs> right. Limpiando el baño. Because you know how my mom limpia el baño? She with gets a, a little cup. And she just like throws it against the wall, like boop, get another. And I'm like, like tile by tile. Yeah, sort of, sort of. <laughs> That's wonderful. Pero ese baño queda that you could you could hear it going cling again. <laughs> over thirty years, and that bathroom has never smelled bad. No, that bathroom. You, yeah, you could you could eat off of the floor in that bathroom. No, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, and when you go to people's bathrooms and there's crusty things on the on the sink, porque no han pasado una toalla, un paper towel por lo menos. Now let's let's say you know what I will uh, concede to that has made our life a lot easier. Like as people that like cleanliness are Lysol wipes. Oh yeah, yeah. Because Lysol, I, has, Lysol yeah, wipes, yeah. wipes get the job done, it, and it has the smell. It has the smell. It has and the they smell. get the so job it, done. It so, also so, psychologically so that is a form of Anglo cleaning technology that I'm on board that with. we sign off on. <laughs> right. I think it has, I think it maybe has to do with the smell. <laughs> I like that. Anglo cleaning technology. technology. Yes. ACT. Yeah. That is something. <laughs> yes. I love, I love when, when I go to wherever and I see like the Murphy's like 
pine oil, like whatever. And I'm like, who has wooden, real wooden floors in Miami? Like, Nadia. Todo el mundo tiene laminate. Yeah, if you're lucky. <laughs> Nobody has real wooden floors in Miami. Why do we sell this Murphy's oil thing? You know, for that one person. That does. You know, that probably lives in like the old part of Miami. Right. That does have... Like an, an old old brick or yeah, something. Cuban clean. No. no, it's a thing. It's a thing. It really so Eva Mendez. So, so again, back to Eva Mendez. Yes, we are proud that, that as a Cuban lady and a representative Absolutely. of our people, you came up con la esponja. Yes, yes, and and you are you are supporting the notion of Cuban cleanliness. Take that, haters. Yeah, I think it was great. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> again, you get the the internet. You get the you, you run the gamut of responses. Mm-hmm. So I saw something today that I actually wanted to bring up to you. Um, a recent study was done, and and I thought of you immediately because you are a heavy consumer of news. Oui. The recent study shows heavy news consumption triggers stress, anxiety, and poor health. So this is a... Uh, so, damn it, I'm looking for the thing. So this study which was conducted uh, da, 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 by somebody, uh, a gentleman named McLaughlin at, oh, damn it, what university was it? Uh, he's associate professor of advertising at Texas Tech University mm-hmm. in the U.S. And so what he found is that being exposed to a 24-hour news cycle yes. of continually evolving events yes. can have serious impacts yes. on mental, physical well-being. And, um, you know, they're talking about, like, just how it, it hits you and it kills you, basically. Yes. <laughs> so... All those things are true. So then why? So so then why do so, we do so, it? So I have to tell you that... And, I, and again, I wanted to bring it to you because so, of the two of us, you do so I, love I, you know, to I, just... Because I am so involved in politics. And yeah, I, but even before you were involved in politics, right, right. you were a news consumer. Right, because, I, because I've been involved in yes, politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now we're talking... No, but when you say you're involved in politics, I mean, well, obviously... Well, what well, I mean well, is before you were working in politics. Right, sorry, but sorry. I still was... I still was interested in Correct. politics. Correct. No, no. I'm clarifying what I meant. Right. Um... This year, after what I mean, this year I mean 2020, after the general election in 2020, mm-hmm. and after like the whole, you know, that it took several days to declare Biden the winner, um, I did st- scale it back. You did. I did. I did because I I caught myself. I was watching. So I've always been that type of person that like. When you know this, I tell you this all the time when I'm at your house. I'm like, can you turn on the TV and just have something on? You need background noise. I need a background something. Yeah. Right? I've always, since I was a teener, teenager, yeah. I've always done that. And, uh, you know, it'll be a movie. It'll be like a show. Yeah, you're not necessarily watching it. Right. But I need something in the background. To me, silence is creepy as hell. Like, I can't deal with silence. Um, but it got to the point where my... So I would consume my news as I always do in the morning, right. um, and I would I would always check all the different websites. Right, right. I would do it then midday. I would do it then when I got home from work, and I would do it then at night. And then also I was having it in the background. Right. So occasionally you would and hear something just, that would like it was pull just you in. Too much. It right. was just too much. And I actually completely broke away from it. Completely broke away from it because it was it was just I, I caught myself. It was just way too much. And, you know, you start getting upset and angry, um, especially now that we live in such polarizing times um, politically, but the political polarization trickles down to other things. Right, cultural. Or- uh, cultural and, yeah. Um, that you do you do need a break. So I agree 100% with that. 
right now, um, what I try to do, I've even sort of stopped watching the Today Show. Not, I just, I, 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 I haven't. Um, yeah, so the Today Show was really benign in the grand, no, you know, in the grand know, scheme. You know of why? It. Because I have a lot of things going on in my life. A lot. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I even complain about it, and sometimes <laughs> I feel incredibly blessed. Um, <clears throat> I have a lot of things going on. I have a lot of people in the chaos that is my life. And I find that the only moment I get a day is from the moment I get home after dropping Tristan off at school Mm -hmm. to the time, you know, I don't go in early to the office or to work. Um, I usually go in like 1030. Um, I'm able to do that. Those two hours are hour and a half, two hours at most. It's the only time that I have for myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to spend it now watching the news. Right. So I'll watch maybe an old TV show, whatever, whatever. <laughs> you're, you're saying elsewhere binge. Yes. <laughs> which I still haven't finished. Um, whatever it is. Uh, but I, 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 I find that I was spending that time also watching the news. So, you know, I check obviously my biggest news source is NBC News. Mm-hmm. I, I'll check the NBC News. I'll scroll through it to see kind of what's going on. Um, I sort of like to watch Lester Holt at yes. 6.30, which, you know, the the NBC nightly news is a very general kind of like... It's literally, here's what happened today. That's yes, it. Done. That's it. Move on, right. move on, move on. Half an hour. Headline, headline, headline. And done. Yeah. yeah. And done. Uh, because it really is bad. It really is bad. And then... You know, you know how I feel about editorial news. Um, yes. I think editorial news do serve a purpose, and I'm not totally against editorial news. But we've moved into a space where there's a lot of editorial news. Or Editori- ed- editorial ed- has become the news. Ed- editorial shows on news stations. Right. Right. Um, the news has become editorialized. Yes. Especially when you get to the cable networks, which really everything after maybe seven o'clock. Right. It's just talking head shows. Right, right. And um, I think that could be very... It's like anything else. If not consumed in moderation, right. it, it where is that leading you? To just be so obsessed with, like... I mean, just overly obsessed. That's all you're consuming a day. That's all you're consuming a day. Right. You know, for hours and hours and hours and hours a day. Because once you know, like, the main things that are going on... You're good. You're good. Like, do you really need to hear it four more times from four different anchors and four different networks? Right. And everybody giving their opinion. Right. Especially if it's not, like, a a huge, like, story. You know, like, you'll know what story that is. Well, I mean, I would say, to bring it to local, you know, when the Surfside building collapsed. Right, right. We were were following it because there was a chance of survivors and people, like, the rescue. That was an evolving news story. Correct, correct. That was a developing news story. Right, right. Um... But yeah, no, it, it that I I do think, and then also also wait wait let's not forget the uh, phone and online factor. In so well, that's, far that's what I mean. Social yeah. media, yeah, yeah, we're always because connected. Twitter, I mean, what is it that people get more news or news from Facebook than they should? Than they should. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you, you know what? Let me give you a perfect example. Okay. So this is newsworthy. Like this is celebrity stuff. Okay. So it's it's. It's fluff. Right. My my father is that person. My father's always watching the news. And my father loves um, programming from Spain. He watches Antena 3, TV3 and all that. 
And my father, well, you've seen him, you've heard him. My father's Mr. Celebrity News, although yes. he will say that he's not. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I don't care about celebrity news. I don't care about celebrity news. Um, a, I, you know, I, I don't care about that. It's just that they put it on the news channel. Right. In Since I'm always watching the news, right. when it comes on, I'm seeing right. it. Right. right. But he knows details. And today, actually, you saw when they were here, he was like, Tú sabes que estaba viendo el canal de España el otro día y estaban hablando de Beyoncé. Y me dice, dijeron, and I'm like, okay. And Your dad's dije, part of the Bayhive? Yeah, y dijeron que Beyoncé ha estado con un solo hombre en su vida y es su esposo. Porque ellos se hicieron, um, ellos se hicieron novio cuando estaban en la escuela. That's not true. Wait. Gente, Ish here with a great new zero waste refill delivery service. Que lo tiene todo. Pantry items, personal care items, cleaning products, even some of your local faves, usually only found at the farmer's market. So what's this delivery service changing how you do groceries while helping save the planet? It's called The Rounds, and they're making deliveries in Miami. Philadelphia, Atlanta, and DC. They're like a modern day milkman. Bueno, if the milkman doubled as an undercover eco-warrior. Most items, from almonds to pasta to dish soap, come in reusable containers. Once you're done, you just leave your empties in your tote bag outside your door, and The Rounds picks up your empties, washes, and reuses them, helping reduce those single-use plastics that are choking our landfills. And what's better than stocking your home while helping the environment and local businesses with The Rounds? Uh, how about getting 15% off your first order? That's right. Visit therounds.co, click join now, and use promo code PERO for 15% off todo in your order. Even if you order every item. Así que, what are you waiting for? Head over to therounds.co to save 15% using promo code PERO on your first order. Sustainable, zero waste, delivered to your door, and 15% off. What more could you ask for? Start making the rounds today. 
Ellos estaban juntos en la escuela, así que ellos se hicieron novio cuando estaban en la escuela. So, let me, re, let me recap this. I'm like, so, tú oíste en el noticiero de España que ellos dijeron que Beyoncé dijo, supposedly, Beyoncé said in an interview, right. que the only man she had ever been with was Jay-Z, and they got together when she was 17 because they went to school together. And he's like, see, and I'm like, okay, well, let me start deconstructing that. I'm like, first of all, Beyonce didn't say that because Beyonce hasn't given an interview in like 10 years at this point. Right. De verdad, I'm like, yes, Beyonce doesn't give interviews. She doesn't do red carpets. And good for her. Good for her. And, I, and then I started explaining him. In fact, Beyonce releases albums with little or no promotion because she does not sit down for interviews. Right. So she didn't say that. Right. Secondly, secondly that we have known Beyonce since she was in Destiny's Child. So like 15, she was 16. like 15. Yeah. Right. right? And she didn't meet Jay-Z until she was a solo artist. And Beyonce is 40 and Jay-Z's like 53. So I just can't imagine what school they went to that they were together in school. <laughs> like, also, even if they were the same age, Beyonce grew up in Texas. Jay-Z famously is yeah, from I New York. I didn't give the Texas. I didn't give the Texas New York thing. I don't know what kind of exchange program they were part of. <laughs> well, you know, BK is from Texas. <laughs> so I was like, mira esta mierda que este hombre and acaba that, de oír. And that is celebrity fluff. Right. And then he probably goes and tells somebody else and now everybody is like, oh, Beyonce and Jay-Z got together. They were high school, high school sweethearts. sweethearts. Although they're like 13 years apart, <laughs> right? 17, well, maybe, maybe 29. She, maybe, maybe she was advanced. Maybe he was dumb. We don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know oh, how yeah, school works. Oh, yeah, you can only skip so many That's that's true. Or be held or be back. back. So that's grades, true. That's true. Right? And I'm like, dude, you need to like cut the shit out. Like, and then he gets mad when I call him out on it. I'm like, tú tienes que parar de mirar esas cosas de farándula. Like, I, they're I, so I, inaccurate. But here's the thing. Okay, I know that celebrity news and gossip is not the most accurate, but I also wonder if it's a situation where he's not hearing the actual story but tidbits and then putting his no because my nephew does this my nephew will will be paying attention without being without paying attention and then he'll come back and he'll tell you this entire story that has snippets of what was said but it's a completely new tale no because when I tell my father no that's not how it is he's like but yes it was I heard it on the show no just because he says that right. doesn't mean it right true. but the thing is that it happens over and over and over and over and over and over again so it wasn't like oh you know maybe he heard something and he wasn't fully paying attention right right right, right. Okay. no this is like every day and and yeah and he he tells me this stuff I love he hasn't done it in a while when he would watch this show Right, this famous whatever show that he watches uh -huh. on Tenadre that from Spain that they talk a lot about Maria Carey, which they do. They love Mariah Carey in Spain. That's right. And he would throw no porque dijeron esto de Mariah. I'm like, stop. I'm like, <laughs> no te tira donde tú no das pie. <laughs> That's the one topic that you definitely no, can No, no, no. You know what he told me the yeah. other day? Actually, we were when we were in Punta Cana, so this was less than two weeks ago. They were like, ¿Tú sabes que estaba viendo en la televisión? ¿Tú sabes que Maraya tiene un novio que es un jovencito que es bailarín? And están, se juntaron. I'm like, no, sí. Ellos se juntaron hace como seis años. He's probably 35 by now. Yeah, Brian Kanaka and her have been together since like 2016. So yeah, no, 2017. I'm like, yeah, yeah, they did get together right. back then. So I was like, were you watching an old DVR? I'm like... The anchors were sick that day. They just ran a repeat. Oh my God. You know what's so hilarious? It's completely off topic. So in my DVR, I have a lot. I, you know what I still have in my DVR? Nothing surprises me with you. The 2012 London Olympics. 
Well, I mean, remember that we were in Wisconsin? I have the opening and the closing. Uh, Was that even a question? That was like the stupidest question I think I've ever asked in my life. Mind you, I have it recorded on VHS because I left my VCR in 2012 recording. And I bought both the DVD and the (laughs) Blu-ray. So... You really like this Olympics? Oh, is what I'm the hearing. 2020 London know, Olympics opening ceremonies is one of my favorites. But anyway, it's so a dead needle. What? I said dead. No, a dead needle is China. Yes. Okay. So I have multi-formatted, <laughs> but that's like the oldest thing I have in my DVD. I also have recorded in the D- and still in the DVR. I have like the last two episodes of Sado Gigante. Aww. And I can't tell you. It's been like once or twice that my parents have come to my house on a Saturday and I'll put it on. Mm-hmm. To know, see if they notice. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's been uh, 10 years. HD, yeah. but it's the HD quality. And my parents uh-huh. will be like, hey, eso que están poniendo a Sado Gigante. <laughs> I'm like, no. Un episodio especial de Sábado Gigante. One time I got them. And then my mom said something like, Ay, pero Don Francisco no sabía de how they needed pelo. <laughs> and then after like a few minutes, my, you know, it'll be like, the 2015 Toyota Camry. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, okay. Like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, ellos caen. Ellos caen. That's so funny. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Hi, they're actually doing a documentary on Don Francisco. Oh, they're going to talk about my parents. And I was like, no, Rocks. well, they should. But no, they're doing a documentary on uh, Don Francisco. Actually, it's um the the guys who did the Walter McGaddle mm-hmm. documentary. And I just, I would, I want, putting it out there, I want you guys to come back on when it comes out. Because if there's one thing we want to talk about, it's Don Francisco. I miss Don Francisco. I miss Al Gigante. Yeah. I, I will, I mean, I've said it here. I used to watch Sado Gigante until the end, and you know this is true. This is no lie, and it's no shit. First of all, I used to, my you know my family still watched Sado Gigante until the very end, and I would always in my twenties and you know until I lived at home, you know, and I was in my twenties. Um, I would always start watching it, you know, because it would start at seven. Those first few couple of hours. Oh yeah, like the with, pre-show with like my grandmother, um, and then obviously I would go out, but then. <clears throat> Always, always a habit that I had. Sal Gigante, they would start repeating it either at like, 1 or 2 a.m. in the yeah, morning. Yeah, 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 right. So when I would get home on Saturday night from going out wherever, I would always turn on Sal Gigante for a little while at least. Probably. To kind of, you know, wind me down and, you know. So Sal Gigante is like, like, Tilo? <laughs> sort of. Well, it is mejor protecto para quedarse en casa. What was your true. favorite, your favorite, um, a contest on Sal Gigante. I feel like I don't know enough of them like you do. What? No, because the thing is, remember, I we didn't really watch Sal Gigante in my parents' house. We really didn't. We would watch, we, you know, we watched like sitcoms. Do you know how many times I went to Sal Gigante? I never went. You never went to. I, I never. How went. did you know me and not go to? Who did I go to Sal Gigante? Not with? me. Tu no me invitaste. I went a lot. I went through a middle school and high school. Well. Apparently not with me. Yeah, actually, and I went in college too. Okay, well, not with me. Then I remember the la- one of the last times I went, my my name was Ajax. Mm. <laughs> I didn't put that in. I put Ajax. Aha. <laughs> sure. Why the hell why not? not? Why the hell not? <laughs> no, yeah. So like, I would watch Salahiante like when I was little, you know, little, you so know, you younger. I'm sure I did, but again, I would watch it like if I was at my grandparents' house on that Saturday, or if if I was with my grandparents and then we went to uh, la casa de, de la hermana de mi abuela, tía Ida en, en Tio Nieve. Like then, you know, it was it was on. So yes, we would consume it in, in that way. But like, it wasn't a thing that we would watch like in my in my home. 
Oh, in my in my family, like in many families, especially those first several years of Sal Gigante, like everybody used to watch it. Mm-hmm. Because the thing with Sábado Gigante is that Sábado Gigante in the first few years, it was much more of a my I mean, even though it was filmed in Miami throughout its entire yeah. uh, run, it was a lot it had a lot more of a Miami vibe. Yeah, it was more localized. It, mm-hmm. Even though they they aired it all over the country, um it it, it was it felt more Miami. Yeah. As the show got bigger and bigger and bigger, um, it had to broaden its base. Yes, yeah, yeah. so it became a lot more, there was a lot more variety right. um, of other different flavors on the show, which is fine. Um, but it, at first it was very Miami, yeah. especially with like those, um, the first models like oh, Jackie yeah. Nepra, Lily, um, um, uh, Mati, yeah. um, and those first set of, like it was very, very Miami. No, we, we watched it. We th- yeah. So, like, I can't, so I can't say I know the games as well as you would. I mean, for many years, like the game that they would have to win the car was, was it, the la llave. Was there a game that they had to like punch into a, a, a like a like there were like several holes and they had to punch into something and maybe it had the key inside? No, you're thinking about the Price is Right. Okay, <laughs> that's what I thought. But I'm like, let me put it out there. No, the the most popular game they had to win the car right. was the one of the keys that there would be a vault. And there was a set of keys next yes. to it. Yes, yes. Okay, right. I remember this. Right, okay. and then you would pick a key. And then when you were going to put in the key, the Francisco would tell you, mil dollare. Like, yes, he would offer yes, you money. Yes, yes, yes. It was, like, it was like, let's make a deal. Right. And then, you know, the music. And then the you'd be like, cinco mil dollare. And then, you know, at home you'd be like, no, he's offering you money because it's the car. Right. And, then, and then everybody had like a different conspiracy theory. Like, oh no, he's giving him the signal in the back with his fingers. Like, de está diciendo con los dos dedos. Like, bullshit like yeah. that. But I remember we would be so into it. We'd be like on the edge of the seat. Like, coge el dinero. You know, don't forget, it's just a mercury tracer. You know, it's like. <laughs> I would probably be one of the worst on a game show in that scenario. Why? Because you'd be looking at the audience. No, at primero, they're like $5,000. I'm like, here's the key. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, here's the key. Thank you very I have much. To tell you, I'm good. I have a I car. I have to tell you, and this is like one of the fuzziest like memories in terms of my grandmother. My grandmother until her, I don't want to say her last day, but until the very end, my grandmother watched The Price is Right. And I love The Price is Right. Yeah, so well, that, that was something that... You could come to my house between 11 and 12, and my grandmother would be sitting there watching The Price is Right. And I thought it was so funny that my grandmother even liked Drew Carey, which was Oh, so really... she, she made the transition. Oh, no. She she made, I'm okay. telling you, okay. she watched The Price is okay. Right until, like, the yeah, week yeah, 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 she yeah. passed. Like, yeah. she watched that rain or shine, even if she wasn't feeling well. I, and, and, and we all love The Price is yeah, Right. Yeah. I need to, I need to play Plinko. Listen, we know somebody who cleaned up. I need uh, um, TJ, uh, Sabrina's brother. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, my God, yes, yes. He won the showcase. He won the car. He won a trip. I mean, he... Did he go to Aspen? (laughs) Because the Price is Right was always... Like, I remember as a kid watching it. was a lot of Aspen. Watching it. A trip to Aspen. And I I remember thinking, I don't know Aspen. And you know what? Another thing I was watching, uh, the, the one with Michael Strahan, a pyramid yeah the trip was to lake placid yeah i'm like who the hell wants to go to lake placid the site of the 1980 winter olympics okay but when you're getting on other you know on other game shows they're like you know a trip to greece a trip yeah. like you go to lake placid i'm like oh, mm-hmm. I, don't know. I get so into pyramid yeah i get so into pyramid but anyway back to the prices yeah, right. so. 
I, I, yeah, I need to be on Plinko. I need to play Plinko. <laughs> There's something about Plinko that just, and you know what, play, the whole thing with you know what? loving Plinko is that that was always my favorite game. And it was one of those like, oh, this is my favorite game without it's realizing game, that it's yeah. like everybody's favorite game, right? Okay. Um, when we go to LA next year, let's go to the, we got t shirts. We will, I, I will see how to figure out how to get on prices right. I mean, you know, at least in the audience. Because like, you never know if they're going to pick be you. Like, DJ, come on down. I'll be like, oh my God. But then I'll be like, I have to know California prices. <laughs> oh, it's not national average? No, it's California prices. Por eso todo es más caro. Oh, shit, you're right. Yes, that's why a box of sun made raisins costs like $5. I was like, I buy Bogo at Publix and a Fresco and Sedanos. And Sedanos, we, we don't pay $5 for a box of raisins. Una, una caja de... Una caja de... de ¿Cómo se llama? How do you say raisins in Spanish? Pasa. Una de pasa. Cinco you know, it makes sense because, yeah, it was like, why is everything so expensive yes. on here? Yes. It's like California a bottle of Clorox, price. you know, $32. Yes. Like, it's it's uh, California prices. California prices. I have to tell you that if I were to go and I would get out of price. DJ, come on down. I would lose my shit. Like, if you're there with me, you're going to have to calm me down. I'm like, this is... I'm going to have to calm you down? I was like, this is a dream come true, people. Come on down. I'm going to calm you down? I'm going to hype you up. I'm going to hype you up and I'm going to make sure that you have a Lechong Life shirt on so that national exposure... Hi, this is Lechong, not Lechong. There's so much I would have to say. Like, oh, my name is DJ, but let me tell you, podcast. Hi, everybody. Okay, hi. You know what you can do to prep? You can watch Talia's interview on Wendy Williams, where she, just, like, where she rattled everything that was happening in her life in two minutes. But knowing me, I'd probably get the. Like, the You'd get the giggles. The, no, the game with, like, if I get. You know, I get the right price and I go up to, to the contest. I'll get the game with, like, the mountain climber. Oh, but that's fun. That's people, people, at least it's one people remember. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably get down and be like, oh. Pero no, no te caigas when you do the, the spin the wheel. Oh, yes. <laughs> que pena. If you fall. I'll start, like, if I'm close to, like, the dollar, I'll be like. Because I. will like, start blowing. I can see you getting emotionado and like grabbing it at the top and wanting to spin it with all of your might, but then falling. No, like like no, going no, no. with I it. I could see it like me unhinging the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> and just a wheel rolling off. Oh no, don't kill Drew Carey, please. Because you know I'm not very graceful when it no, comes down you to are those not. things. You are not. Like when I play whack-a-mole, like I'm sure they have to go back and like fix it. No, no, there there are reverberations <laughs> at other stations. <laughs> Well, so you know that this year when we were at the fair oh. and I was playing whack-a-mole, the lady remembered me mm-hmm. from the previous fair. Now, sure? granted, it was in it this was, in, was this right, was a this, March fair, and the last one was in December, in, in, yeah, November, November, right? But still, with the thousands and thousands of people, yeah, 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 yeah she's fair, seen, yeah, that she, she remembered me, and she remembered that I had won because you were there to win. Because I was damn like, it. I don't care that I'm surrounded by five year olds. You're all going down, and I'm yeah, winning. If, you, if you're here to play, bring it. <laughs> I'm winning, and my first round. 
pick uh, it's gonna be the penguin and then oh. I'm gonna get the big the bigger prize and you're all gonna go home and cry <laughs> I don't care kids <laughs> whatever life lesson <laughs> life lesson and disappointment I remember one year they told me I'm like did you want to let like the little girl win I'm like no <laughs> she had I her... paid my two dollars to be here. just like her <laughs> like... she had her chance <laughs> poor planning on her part is not my problem <laughs> Uh, anyway, the price is right. So, I'm <laughs> so moving right along. I, <laughs> Where do we go from there? Rolling right along down the uh, the price is right wheel. I can just imagine my face. I'll be like, did they call my name? <laughs> you know what? No. You can't have them say DJ. Because it has to be Darian. Because otherwise we won't. You know, it, it could be confused yeah. with like a TJ or a yeah. CJ, right? And you'd be like, what? Who? who? No, no. Darian, so that there's no right. mistaking who is called. <laughs> okay. Right. No mistaking at all. Oh, Dios mío. I'm trying to think. I mean, I know. So, you know, what? I'm like, what else happened this week? There's a lot of stuff that happened this week. Um, well, I know that. Actually, you know, I'm going to bring something up that I just saw. And uh, I, I, realistically speaking, I don't have too much context on it. But when has that ever stopped me? So I recently saw a headline, okay, um, posted by the Miami Herald that California Governor uh, Gavin Newsom has just pledged a hundred thousand dollars to Charlie Crist, the Democratic nominee here for governor, to unseat Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. So essentially, he's essentially he's donated you know money right. to Crist's campaign for publicity and I didn't what know have you. That. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't know that? No, I didn't. I think it just happened like two hours ago, uh, or was just posted two hours ago. And you know, um, Newsom has called, you know, kind of called out other people at his level mm-hmm. to be like, you know, you guys, who's with me, you know, to donate against, you know, DeSantis and what have you. And so when I saw that, I was like, you know, there probably is, I'm sure he's not the first person to do that, of the first governor, the first position, per, person empowered to do that. But I have to say, I don't know how I feel feel about one state's governor donating money donating money to another governor campaign i mean i'm assuming it's legal because if it's a headline right it must be legal they're not trying to hide it but it just seems like it it, it just seems this this thing of like you know i'm against you and you're against me and when we're getting contest it it, it is it's a pissing contest you know it's a pissing contest is what it comes down to and and it it irks me, and I can't put my finger on why. So, I mean, the reason this is all happening is because of 2024. Um, <clears throat> right. So, I mean, it's no secret. I'm not saying anything that hasn't been said a hundred times before that Ron DeSantis probably... He has presidential ambition. He has presidential ambition, and he is closely watching what's going on with Trump um, to be the nominee. Um, I think that... If Trump doesn't run, Ron DeSantis is going to be unstoppable. It's a clear path. If Trump does win, I'm sorry, if Trump does decide to run, it's going to be a bloodbath between the two of them to get the nomination. Right. Right? Um, Similarly, with the Democrats, Mm -hmm. Joe Biden shouldn't run again. Right, right. Will he run? I don't know, but he shouldn't run. Right. And um, and I'm not an ageist whatsoever, uh, but it's time even... It's time if, for fresh blood. If you're on, on, on the Democrat, liberal, progressive side, what have you, we, we 
there's we need new blood new we we just need right. something new something there. fresh um <clears throat> and gavin newsom is on that short list oh okay so it's so they're almost like it is almost like the pre-match, the the pre-game. Yes. So to, it's to and then obviously, if from the Gavin Newsom perspective, mm-hmm. if Ron DeSantis loses a re-election, that's not going to look good on him. That slows his momentum, right? It's, 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 it slows his momentum, right? He could now be like, well, you know, people of Florida rejected you, right? right? The right. people why, of Florida, why should the country take right, you? right rejected right. you? You know, you right. said that everything was this and this and this, right. and yet they re- rejected you. So, I mean, obviously, this is all political. This is all strategic. Right, right. This is all strategic. All of it. Um, <clears throat> so we'll see. Um, he, in terms of Charlie Crist and Ron DeSantis, I mean, the data shows that. I mean, it's very likely uh, that Ron DeSantis will be reelected. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, his political ambitions are all for 2024. Right. Yeah. I mean, and he, and he, I mean, if you follow politics and you follow this, he is playing by the playbook, uh, DeSantis. Uh, I will say I've, I've seen his recent TV spots and it's interesting because he's gone the route of, you know, freedom and liberty and all that, which is great. Fine. Whatever. Knock yourself out. But I do find it fascinating that there's not one mention of Trump in any of the spots. Right. He is because he is steering he, clear. So he has a of the, very, hot, of the hot potato. He right has now. a very hard task with him, right? Because he doesn't. He wants to. He can alienate. He wants to distance himself from Trump, right? And not be Trump because whether you like him or not, he's a smart guy. The DeSantis. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. a smart guy. He's oh, a yeah, smart yeah, guy. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's a smart guy. He's ambitious. He's young. I didn't realize that he's our age. Really? Yeah. Why is he so puffy? Yeah, he's our age. Um. Uh, you know, he went. I believe Ron DeSantis went to Yale. Okay, so was it Yale? But he went to an elite law school. You know, he was in the military. Um, oh, he so, was. Yeah. So he has the he has the the on paper he has credentials. He, yes, he has the credentials, the pedigree, and all that. Pedigree, that's what so um, he knows what he's doing, right? So he has to walk a very fine line because he's running. He he's setting up in terms of this, like, and notice he doesn't say things like. Uh, make America great again right, or right, America right, first. Right. He's running on more like family values, personal liberties, personal, per, right? Personal liberties, family values, mm-hmm. the free state of Florida, you know, um, against woke culture, whatever that means. Right, right, right. Um, so he knows what he's doing. Right. But yeah, he can't alienate the Trump voter either. Right. Right. And so. Yeah, it, like it's if I was working on his campaign, I'd like have a, a huge headache because it's like how do you how, how do you cater how do you to serve all these masters your base which is conservative um Republican and conservative but at the same time not lie in bed with the most influential person currently in your side of the aisle. Right. Right? Um who's the elephant in the room? Right. right. Notice how I am talking about this in a very unpassionate way, and I'm trying right. not to be. Um, well, but I, but I think you've just stated facts, which is you know anybody who can who can look at his. Campaign, I'm trying not to be biased, <laughs> but no. But I mean, if you take a look at his campaign again, it, it it is strategy. Right. You know, look, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. If you're running for any campaign, if you're running for any position, your goal is to win. Nobody runs to lose. Unless I, you know, I, will, I would just say unless this. you're the straw candidate if, that was if, put in, if, you know. Joe Biden were to run 
again for president for re-election it would be into his best interest and his benefit for to be against trump okay right because even playing you, field well you can throw whatever you want to joe biden about his age about whatever you want but then the other guy the baggage of the other guy is bigger than the terminal the baggage at lax right at the airport you know <clears throat> so <clears throat> you know it, that will be that's probably it Again, a Joe Biden renomination would right, be right. much easier in re-election against Trump. Right. But I, I mean, you know, from here to 2024, same. it's an eternity in the same, world same of politics. Equal, yeah. um, Ron DeSantis has a lot of momentum right now, and he's he has playing, a lot of spotlight. He he's playing it very very carefully, um, which that's what politicians do. Yeah, and. Um, he he's gonna be a tough one if he if he gets the Republican nominee uh, nomination for mm. the presidency for the general election he is gonna be a hard one to beat because he's gonna have everything again for him you know um, and he's gonna be young so he's like the bright <laughs> right, star right right you know um, all that so then you know what <clears throat> we we say oh we're not ageist we're not this we're not that. We are and we aren't because when you have a politician that is young and charismatic, good luck. Well, I mean, look at look at Kennedy and Nixon. Look at Bill Clinton and look at Obama. Right. Because Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton, let, let's talk about Bill Clinton. We're old enough to remember when Bill Clinton ran for president in 1992. Yep. It's so funny. I've, I've told you this. <laughs> I, I'm glad that people think that I'm younger than what I am. I, to me, that is, I it's really a compliment, of course. Compliment. Um, and I, some time ago, I was talking to uh, somebody in, that I work with or worked with in politics, and I was saying something along the lines of like, "Well, you know, I was so excited to vote for Clinton that first time I voted." She was like, "Oh my God, you voted for Hillary Clinton in 2008?" And I was like, N "No." <laughs> uh, <laughs> It was actually Bill Clinton in 1996. <laughs> I just turned 18. Uh, I'm a little older than you think. Yeah, I was like, no. Because she even thought like Hillary 2008. Yeah, like, she, she, right, when, she knew you weren't when she that was going young, against right. Obama for the primary. Right, 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 right? right. I don't know if you remember, they had a huge yeah. like battle, Hillary Clinton and Obama. And I was like, no, 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 no. It was her husband. Um, but 96, not 92. So... Um, <clears throat> So Bill Clinton in 92, for those of us who are old enough to remember, he was on Arsenio Hall playing the saxophone. Sax, yeah. You know, he was... Talking an, about marijuana. Uh, yeah, he yeah. went on MTV. You right. know, he, he went on all these things. Despite the fact that he had, you know, extramarital uh, allegations <laughs> against him. Remember when that was like the worst thing against a politician? Uh. That they had I, had an affair. I long for the days. <laughs> Remember, that was like the that was like the scandal. That's what you the, hope for now. That was like the scandal. If you get a politician and the only thing they have is one affair, you're like, like oh, uh, you're fine. You're fine. You're good. <laughs> Moral characters. <laughs> mint. You you've recovered, right? Great. Right. And he had a momentum of him because why? He was in his forties. He was right. a young guy. You know, um, he had like a young daughter. Right, right, right. They were like a young modern family. You know, he had like charisma. Right. The same thing with Obama. I remember Obama 
did, which is the first time that people heard of him on the national stage. In 2004, at the, Repu the 2004 Democratic uh, National Convention, he was a keynote speaker, mm -hmm. right? Nobody knew who Barack Obama was in 2004, right? And after he gave the keynote address, everybody was talking about him. Everybody. Nobody was talking about John Kerry, who was the nominee. Right. Everybody's talking about this junior senator, Barack Obama. Like, right. who's Barack Obama? Barack Obama. And, right. and there we go. Four years later, when he ran. Momentum. I mean, yes, there was a lot of things politically, machinations going on. As always. It's, a, it's all strategy. At that time, it's all, yeah. But there was this momentum because he was a young, vibrant, fresh guy. Right. You know? Right. Um, and you could say... Whatever you may think of Ron DeSantis's policies, you know, um, we've made it clear here how we feel about those policies, but that's not the point of this conversation. He is young and, you know. No, and he has a momentum that somebody who's in his yeah. 80s doesn't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're just not. Yeah. But God bless you if you're in your 80s and you do. <laughs> I know. See, I can't wait to turn 65 so I can retire. You think I want to be 80 arguing? You're going to retire at 65? Huh? You're going to retire at 65? You Why don't not? seem to me like a 65 retiree. Younger? No, older. I could imagine you being like 63 and be like, I'm full of energy and spunk and spirit. No, 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 no. At 65, I'll retire, but I'll do contract work to my leisure. Okay, let's get to that age first. Yes, I'm saying, I'm saying I, 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 I will keep working for my own pleasure. We'll not... be on like the 30th season of <laughs> Pero Let Me Tell You. Actually, by then, I may not retire because this will be the full-time gig. Right. <laughs> Hi, welcome to our interview. Like, and this is season thirty of <laughs> Pero, Pero Let Me, me Tell You. you. <laughs> Dale. <laughs> but then we'll have new another theme song. Yeah, we'll have refresh you know, things yes, a bit. Yeah, yeah you of know, course, of course, of course. <laughs> we would have run out of, out of ventanitas to take our promo pictures. At. <laughs> Miami will never run out of ventanitas. No, that's true. That's true. And if they do, we'll start building our own. Yes. So. Yeah. Bueno, this, all this chitter-chatter has made me thirsty. Absolutely, absolutely. So do you want to give your last soda first? I am. I'm going to be short and sweet with my last soda. So I'm going to give my soda to da -da Snoop Dogg. Okay, what did Snoop Dogg do? Coming. I so, can't say I did. Snoop Dogg is actually releasing a children's uh, lullaby album and uh, animated show on YouTube. I cannot wait to hear his version of Hey Fiddle Diddle. How about Mary Had a Little Lamb? Uh, well, you know that you know the fleece is white as snow. <laughs> so, you know, I, I actually think it's... How, how, what, what, do, what do you think of that? I mean, I think it's one of those things where... I mean, again, people should evolve, right? <laughs> um, I mean, this is, this is quite the evolution being no, that, you know, well, he's yeah, known but, for gangsta rap and weed. Fair enough, fair enough. But I think, you know, it, it's like everything... Snoop Dogg of today is not the Snoop Dogg when he started, right? I mean, he's coaching his kids' Little League football team. He's BFFs with Martha Stewart. Yes. Um, you know, so... Who saw that coming? Who saw, No one did. No one did. But, you know, I feel like that's the natural evolution after she made friends with Busta. Right, that is true. You At know. the 90, 1997 VMAs. Right, you start with Busta, and eventually, you know, the whole West Coast crew is yeah. on your side. Uh, she might be well, on very East Coast, but, you know, she brought the East and West together. As only Martha could, and she did right. it in a tasteful, color-coordinated way. And that's a good thing. It is a good thing. Um, I mean, I just think, I mean, if you really want to talk about an evolution, about a guy who, you know, was like total street, you know, uh, gangster rap, yeah. and is doing a lot of, I mean, I think I... I'm up for it. But like it doesn't I, surprise me because to me, Snoop Dogg, the Snoop Dogg of today is such a different 
person. You know that he. It's really interesting. He's the Corona commercials. Snoop Dogg has been able to kind of. How do I put this? Laugh at his image without laughing at his image. Like he knows what his image is. He knows what his image is, and he's played upon that without making himself like a joke. A joke, right? Because he's still very he's respected and in relevant. the hip hop world, right? Yeah. Very much so. I mean, heck, he was in the Super Bowl this year, right? And 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 yet, despite everything that he's done in terms of like, you know, because especially. Somebody like a gangster rap, you know, that's such a like hardcore, legit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Street, life, yeah. you know, like image, you know, he's very commercialized and he's done so many commercials and ads and, and, and all that, which, you know, some, a lot of people see that as selling out. Right. 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 And he's, yeah, he, he sort of, he sort of made um, a parody of himself without diminishing the brand of Snoop Dogg. I don't know if he's made a parody. I think he's just leaned into the expectation. Yeah, yeah, but but he laughs at it. Like you could tell, it's all it, it, it's all in like it, it's it's a wink, you know. Okay, right, right, a wink. Okay, yeah, yeah, because it's it it's not flavor flavor. Exactly, exactly. That's, because, that's why I, I right, didn't want right, to use the word right, parody, right? Because flavor flavor, you know, in terms of the the hip hop, right? You know, Public Enemy. Flavor Flav has a very like a legacy in terms yeah. of the, the the world of hip hop, yeah, yeah, right, and, and respect, right, yeah. and and he's one of the pioneers mm-hmm. uh, within you know Public Enemy, but Flavor Flav the man is a joke, right, right, and and but Snoop Dogg is not, right, right. That's what like, I mean. That's why I, when you said the word parody, I was like, I don't know. I like Wink. I like Wink better. Yeah. Absolutely. So, like so he gets he gets he gets a, a soda this week. Oh, a soda. So, so so Snoop Snoop Dogg. I still want to say Snoop Doggy Dog, uh, but Snoop Dogg. Here's a a soda for you. Yes. So my last soda. Um. So I think I actually gave this uh, a last soda to a couple weeks back. The the animated series on Disney Channel, uh, Hamster and Gretel. Uh huh. Since I gave that soda, the show has actually premiered, and so I just want to give my last soda to. An episode of theirs that you can watch, uh, actually you can watch on Disney Plus. It's I think it's the third episode. The name of the episode is called Recipe for Disaster. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I'm giving this episode my last soda is because in this cartoon of a young girl who gets superpowers with her pet hamster, uh-huh. and they are oh, what's happening over here? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is there like a, is there like an Apple conference happening? Um, you know, with this half Venezuelan family. There's oh, a, is this the one we were watching the other yes, day? Yes, there's an entire episode about ropa vieja. Oh, that's the one we were watching That's the one we were watching the other day. They go day. to a Cuban restaurant to look for ropa vieja. Yes. That was amazing. That, and remember when you were watching it? It's it's on the... Uh, it's on Disney+. Plus. And I was like, this is on Disney? Like, it yep. didn't seem like that is something that would be on Disney, but there was. Yeah, and there's even a song in the episode about ropa vieja, um, which I may post on, on Instagram just because it's cute. But what I loved about it is a, it's a freaking episode revolving around ropa vieja, yeah. but B the family's half Venezuelan, which they do have ropa vieja in Venezuela. I think they have a different they name do. for it. Um, but the name that they have isn't as funny as ropa vieja, you know, oh, it's I think it's, it is ropa vieja. Is it? Yeah. I'm okay. pretty sure it is. Um, but you know, ropa vieja, obviously they do the joke of like, Oh, it's old clothes. Ha ha ha. Whatever. Right. But what I loved 
is you can tell when Latinos are in the writer's room mm-hmm. because the whole thing is that they ruined the Ropa Vieja so the kids are going trying to find a restaurant that has a Ropa Vieja as you mentioned you know the first restaurant that the girl and the, her hamster go to is a Cuban restaurant then they go to a Mexican restaurant and the waiter again if you know you know and if you don't it's not a big deal but the waiter when she asks for Ropa Vieja says oh we don't serve that here it's a Mexican restaurant. Right. Mexican restaurants don't have ropa vieja. That's not a Mexican cuisine. It's not a Mexican cuisine. And she's like, that's okay. We'll just have some guac and chips instead, right? Okay, fine. But I love that little attention to detail that they didn't just have her go right. Right. to well, every quote-unquote Latin restaurant. Right. And if, if, if there would have been real Latin people in that room, she would have gone to a Mexican restaurant to have ropa vieja. Right, right. right. So I, I just thought that was fantastic. I, I and, did see that episode with you, and, and I... It, it caught my attention. Like, I stopped what I was doing. I was like... Yeah, because you were busy. You were, like, in the kitchen. Yeah, like, I was yeah. like, are, did she just go to a Cuban <laughs> restaurant to ask for ropa Yeah, And I was thinking, is this, like, I don't know, in, like, some off YouTube channel? You're like, no, 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 it's Disney+. Plus. And I was like, no, what? And it's, and, it, and it's from one of the creators of Phineas and Ferb. It, it does feel very Phineas yeah. and Ferb. Apparently, it exists in the same universe. Oh, really? Oh, so yes. Phineas... Oh, one of them has to come out there. I hope Perry. Well, I hope Perry teams up with the hamster. Oh. Yes. I mean, come on. That has crossover written all over it. Phineas and Ferb is such an amazing thing. It really, really is. I wish Tristan would have gotten more into Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. <laughs> I love telling him, like, I would randomly tell him this year. I'll be like, so how many days are there in summer vacation? <laughs> He's like, stop it. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> That's because you never had a balloonie. <laughs> you know what's funny? I think that one of the reasons he didn't get into Phineas and Ferb was because of Candace. Because he'd be like, she's so annoying. Like, why is she always like after them? I'm like, that's the whole point. Nah, that's, you can tell he doesn't have a sibling. I was <laughs> like, that's the whole point. For, for, she's trying to get them in trouble. <laughs> he doesn't relate. Yeah, that show is that show really it's so um, wonderful. It is. It is. I really enjoyed that episode. So yeah. I need to watch more. But yeah. I really and enjoy- Jenny Lorenzo actually in one of the episodes voices. The abuela of the kids. Well, hello. Yes, I mean, yes. can that get any better? I know. It just it, as it was already at a hundred. Now it's just <laughs> and that you she's know. voicing abuela. Right. Right. Which, speaking of Jenny Lorenzo, I actually wanted to bring this up during like the show. Did you see her latest? And Jenny Lorenzo, shout out to you. The parents. The parents taking pictures. I thought of your parents. That is totally my parents mm-hmm. taking pictures. I thought, except for the one where where he carries her. Yes. I thought of your parents. Oh my god, me too. I was like, my dad wouldn't carry my mom. <laughs> When I would travel a lot to my parents, especially during the European years yes. that we would go to Europe every year, you know, that I'd be like, okay, you know, pretty thing in the background, right, like, right. take a picture. And they'll be like, so like, they wouldn't know what to do. Like, do I put my arm around her? Do I just stand next to her? Do my I, favorite like, are the pictures of your mother next to flowers. Oh my God. That should be like oh a series. God. Oh my God, people, like listeners. So we would go, you know, I was very, very fortunate, especially during my college years. You know, I was able to travel to Europe a lot with my parents and... You know, we'd go to all these beautiful places, these monuments, and I'd be like, "I need a samata de rosa." I daría en bing bing bing. Tírame una foto con esta rosa. <laughs> and I'd be like, while the prop flowers are pretty, it's like, right? Like I don't but, know. But then also, like, like as an example, you know, your mother wouldn't take a picture of her like smelling the roses, or no, no she just stands next to the bush, next to the rose bush, right? <laughs> like, take a picture of me next to the rose right. bush. So yeah, I have to tell you that my like my. European vacations with my parents is like a spinoff show. It like is. it's like a spinoff of Pero Let Me Tell You because like it's like when the facts of life went to Australia. No, no, because you know what? It, like, and this is on video, and this happened 
time and time and time and time again. I obviously would be the person taking videos, right? right? So I we knew we'd be in Paris and I'd be like taking video, you know, the Eiffel Tower right, right. as one does. Right. And I'd be like, Pero Darien, Darien no está diciendo donde estamos. <laughs> So then I would Las say, Vegas, clearly. I would say something. Estamos en Beijing, <laughs> China. And then you'd hear my parents be like, Darien, nosotros no estamos en Beijing. ¿Por qué tú estás diciendo eso? And I'm like, for the love of God. <laughs> but it would never That's fail. Great. It would never fail. We'd be wherever. You know, it'd be like, the Berlin Wall. Darien, pero no estás diciendo donde estás. And I'm like, are you serious? And it's not like I was like videotaping these like really random obscure monuments. Right, 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 right. It was right, like, right. you know, Big Ben. Right. The Louvre. The Louvre. Yeah. You know, the Eiffel Tower. Right. You know, whatever. You know, the Leaning Tower of Pisa. <laughs> like, no, make sure you tell them where we're at. We are here at the Leaning Tower of Pisa in Malaysia. Like, <laughs> like I, and then I would come up with shit like that. And they'd be like, pero por qué tú estás diciendo eso? <laughs> I you know nosotros estamos, and I'm like, what do you think people are gonna be confused <laughs> for watching like, the video? Is it in Malaysia? Right. The, the two people who are gonna watch our home videos. That's because, also like, right. Like, do you expect an audience for these home videos? Like, we should rent out the Coral Gable Cinema and just show your home. No, videos. my parents for years have been like, because we have those videos on like that Super Eight. Like, yeah, yeah. I por qué no los ponemos en DVD? Which I I think That's it's nice. a good yeah, idea, yeah, yeah. but I think they have these like grand ideas that we're gonna have like a viewing party for our european you know i would go <laughs> i would go i would live stream that shit <laughs> just to be like daddy estamos. i think we should do it i think we should invite listeners i think we should hold it at an auditorium there is this <laughs> one video though and this is really and i have this on video that we were in lucerne switzerland and we were staying in this like really we were staying in what used to be like the nuns' quarters mm-hmm. of uh, a church. And so we were staying in like a very small town. And there was a moment that it's just, it just, it, it, it was not planned that I'm videotaping my parents and they're walking across the street. Mm-hmm. And the, the, I forgot what time it was that the bell tower of the church goes off. Right. right. But then we didn't know where we were going. And then I, I was following my parents because I was videotaping it. Okay. You know when you're videotaping something, you kind of are Yeah, not, you're, you're focused on which video. Right. right. And, and I'm just following my mom, and I noticed that she walked into a cemetery. <laughs> and then the, the, the bells, bells went off. going off, and she's like in the cemetery, and it was like cloudy and rainy. I'm like, are we filming a horror movie? <laughs> and then when my mom figures out, she's like, estamos en un cementerio. la cámara. Did she think was, one was going to come home with you? Like in, uh, in Hunter Mansion? And we watched that so many times. <laughs> yeah, but it'd be like, Daddy Ang. That alone is worth the price of admission. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know, listeners. I, I, There is a way that I'm, I I have to work on it. Me, You know, you always see my parents a lot now, especially yeah, yeah. here in the house. We need to find a way to like get them on the show. We need to figure it out. We need to figure it out. I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't know if we have to plant hidden cameras because and microphones. The thing, because the thing with my parents is that, like, let's say that I twist their arm enough. To be on the show. To be on the show. I don't think they're going to be on. Nope, they're not. They're, they're going to be nope, like. Nope, nope. They're nope. going to be like, estamos en el podcast. Yeah, they're going to be like, <laughs> ¿y cuáles son las preguntas? Uh-huh. Uh, right, like, it's going to be very, right. right. Like, uh, we need to have them on without knowing. <laughs> I'm telling you, we need to. you need to set up, like, cameras just all around the house and hidden microphones and just let it go. 
just let her rip. And then if something inappropriate comes, just we edit it out. We edit that out. Yes, yes, yes. We we don't want we don't want to be canceled before we've begun. <laughs> so anyway, well, anyway, I I also wanted to leave with the fact that I'm reading here, and this will be our last little tidbit that Oscar Mayer is introducing a hot dog flavored ice cream. Ew, that's disgusting. But why didn't you say that to last to next week? So we could at least give it a gasless soda. Well, Anyway, on that note, everybody, we <laughs> hope you listen, laugh, and learn. And as always, remember to grab your cro- your pastelito, your croqueta, and your cafecito. And thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Have a great weekend. All right, cuídense, mi gente. Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano. And our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.